0: And what's up, my nerds? Thank you again for tuning in to the Nerds Who Live podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas, and I'm coming from you from my couch with a cup of coffee. And a severe case of the post meat train wreck that is my body. <laughs> so, those of you who don't know, I did my uh, third meet yesterday, which was here in my hometown of Ventura at my home gym, which is KO Gym. And we had our annual Holiday of Strength meet, which uh, the gym hosts every December. And it's uh, probably the biggest meet of the year that they host. It's two days long. And it was my first hometown meet and I started prepping for it um, easily, you know, three, four months ago that I signed up and uh, yeah, I I did it in sleeves, which is my second sleeve meet. So my first meet, which was last September, San Marcos, I did in sleeves and I totaled 974. (laughs) I know it's bad. My second meet I did this past May in Las Vegas, the Sin City Open. I did in wraps, uh, which was 10-51. Still not that great. Uh, and really, essentially, they were the same meet, for those of you who don't know. Both of them, I went seven for nine. Um, I missed my first meet. I missed my second squat. I missed my third bench. I got all three of my deadlifts. My second meet, got all three of my squats, even though I was lower than I wanted I missed my third bench again, and then I missed um, my my last deadlift because I blacked out for a moment and fell forward. So, and so instead of I didn't get it, and the, my second attempt of the deadlift to my second was the same amount that I got on my third and my first. So really, my, my squat was the only thing that went up. I think my second bench was like six pounds more, pretty remedial. So... Yeah, both of them were not that great, and I was really, really just hoping to hit some milestones for this third one. I made a point to go in with a Zen mindset. Um, I wanted a Zen state and heavyweights. That's what I kept telling myself. I didn't want to overly think about it. I didn't want to project numbers. I didn't want to get in my head about this or that. I just wanted to take each training session as it is, one day at a time, one block at a time. I just try to save all my excitement and my focus for the day of. Uh, that was my goal. So, yeah, that's just, that's what I, that's what I told myself. Because uh, the previous ones, I definitely was too much in my head. I was over analytical. Uh, I thought about the numbers, this and that, like everything. So, I made a conscious effort to change. Because if you don't change, you don't do something different, you will get the same results as before. So, I didn't want that. And I try to go about this me completely different. I had actually had someone handle me. I had Scott Miller, my coach from House Project and Strength and Mechanics, coach me and handle me. He called all the numbers in the bar. He obviously wrote my programming for the prep. He, you know, uh, did, you know, called the openers. And I didn't ask him what was on the bar. I was just there to lift the shit. And I didn't want to care to know until afterwards. And I just wanted to focus on what I had to do. And the other thing that we like motto through the prep that we talked about was technique over hype. And you know, it's okay to get hype, but not for the sake or not over the sake of technique or compromising technique. So you know, get hype but channel it into your technique. Remember your cues and you know, do everything the way that you train. And yeah, I I was really happy with the day. I was really proud and thankful. Uh, for everyone who supported me near and far, I got so many texts. Um, like starting right off the morning, I got my first text from Mr. Ransom Lee, number four all time in the world, texting me good luck. And his wife followed shortly after, Miss Jessica, and then you know just everyone else. It was just it was really amazing to have that support, and then also here at home, um, and then getting to share the platform. With uh, everyone there, I got to share the platform with my buddy uh, Chris and then also Brandon Teets, Mr. Aesthetic Strength, was there for his first meet in years. He was on a flight right after me. So it was great. It was a really good experience. And I I did supersede myself. I went eight for nine, so I finally broke my seven for nine streak. I also got broke into the fours. Uh, My first squat ended up being 429.9, so practically 430. My best in the gym was 425, so not a huge PR, but a PR, nonetheless, and in competition. Um, and then my bench, I finally got all three of my benches. I um, ended up with 264.5, um, with honestly some more left in the tank, which was really cool. Uh, that bench, which has always been my worst, has really come along, and Scott has you know, been able to make me bench press like semi-okay. And I'm really, really cool and proud of that, for that to come as long as it has. And then deadlift, uh, man, I, I opened up with a PR, first of all, 200 kilos, which is 440, and my best in competition was 425, and then the, two, the 20, 205 kilos is what I blacked out with. So 205 kilos is what I blacked out with in my last competition, 200 kilos is what I opened up in this one, so that's huge. And I got my second, which was 468.9, um, which is an eight-pound PR. I did 460 for two singles in training. And then uh, Scott went YOLO on my third one. He went up to 490, and which you know I've been really trying to hit that milestone 500. And I got it up. I got it up, and I locked it out, and I was holding it and just – and had I probably even had one more second of holding it, I would have got a down command, but I held it, I locked it out, and right as I locked it out, it just popped out of my thumbs. I could feel it slipping the bar just, you know, there was just, you know, you know, all the reasons, the humidity and everything. It, just, it was a little slippery, um, you know, even though they cleaned it, you know, you probably needed to be sprayed and wiped off to give it some more traction again because some of the baby powder caked in. Um, definitely more slippery and just couldn't get the traction against my thumbs because I hooked grip. As usual, and it just started rolling, and just, ah, had it. I felt it. It was right there. And, you know, I just, it popped out. So, but as painful as that is, because it was a good pull otherwise, I was about to have it. And it was the longest pull of my life. It was a fight. If you haven't seen the video, like, I'm actually really proud of it, not quitting. So, I'm proud of it. I'm proud that I got it up, knowing that's 490 and I got it up to lock out, and it's only a stone throw away from 500. And it's popped out. So I didn't get it. But to know that I can move the weight, it's just a matter of, you know, refining it, perfecting it for next time. And, uh, you know, so I ended up with an 1163 total, which is a class two before I hadn't even hit class three in my past meet, So it's cool to skip over that, hit at least a class two, which opens me up for other comps. It's 109 uh, total addition to, you know, PR total to my total off of my wrapped total and obviously from 974 huge you know uh it's just under uh, it's like you know 190 something pounds almost 200 pound total from my original first meet and sleeves so a lot to be thankful for and everybody supported to so thank you guys um for everything and following along for the training and the peak that really went really well and yeah i'm just and i'm already looking forward to the next one so thank you guys for everything. Anyway, moving on to business. I do have a guest today. I have a really, I'm actually really excited. Someone I've been trying to get on the show for a long time. He is the stoked brogie on Instas and one of the best educational lifting and fitness people. I think that you can follow Mr. Michael James Moranis, the stoked brogie of stoked athletics and The he really is a great provider of information technique One of my favorite people and technicians in lifting is mr. Mark Perez and mark has learned pretty much as much as he knows Uh, He kind of he calls uh, michael his uh, lifting papa You know, it's where he got it from So if you don't already follow the stoke brogi on instagram, you should the stoke brogi b-r-o-g-i and follow stoked athletics The guy gives great information on lifting, fitness, body mechanics, you know, just all the good stuff. And he's very funny. And I've been trying to get him on, and we finally got him. So I'm excited to talk to him, how he got on lifting, his approach, and really just anything and everything. And I'm just excited to pick his brain. And I hope you guys take note because the guy is a smart cat. And I'm excited to have him on. So thank you, guys. Shout out to our sponsors, Viking Performance, the Chalk, and the Athletics. You guys are the best. Please go check them out, as always, guys. So, yeah, without further ado, Mr. Michael Boranis, Stoke Rogie, on the Nerds Who podcast. And good morning and good afternoon, good sir. Hello, how are you? I'm doing very well thanks for being on the show how's it going
1: yeah good can't complain are we uh are we on are we recording
0: oh we- yeah oh yeah already got you going uh, nice. and i know you're on, a, you're on a time limit so i figured you know I'll just hit the ground running
1: so. Dude, i appreciate that
0: and i do enjoy it more when it's just like straight up yeah yeah i do too i mean honestly um that's kind of how I always do the show. I, my goal when I made the show was, uh, you know, whenever I've traveled, because I, whenever I travel, I go to different gyms and, you know, talk to people and lift with them. And, you know, those random conversations you get from someone you just end up like working in with or lifting with. And, you know, you have a great time and a great conversation. You make a new friend. And I kind of wanted to kind of recapture and like kind of like re-deliver that, but into like a show. Because I feel like that's where I've learned the most and grown the most from people, just from those conversations in the gym, randomly. So, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how I try to emulate how I talk to people and interview them and stuff. So, that's what I shoot for, you know, as much as I can. So. I
1: take that a lot, man.
0: Thanks. I and I, I already did like a little intro and kind of like I talked to you. you know, of course, talked to you up a bit, and um, I want to say like I started lifting um a few years ago but really seriously probably about two years ago and you've been one of my favorite people to follow and learn from and so i've been re- i was really happy when you agreed to be on and i've uh, really yeah for a while wanted to pick your brain and how you got into lifting and all that so if you could like do like a little like self intro and like how you got started and how you kind of became the brogie that you are now
1: And then, uh damn two years that's sick don't yeah. forget that I've been like posting or like active about fitness for I don't even know how long it's been but uh alright cool so my name's Mike I'm a, uh, I'm a gym, gym owner on Long Island uh, specifically in West Babylon. 1 I own a gym called Stoke Athletics um basically the main model is small group personal training I do one on one as well and online coaching um I guess I got some fitness because uh uh, it's a good question man like growing up like i wasn't really into it at all and I, it's funny because i do work with a lot of teams and uh, athletes but also just like the adult population is obviously the biggest one for me um and people just assume that like i played a bunch of sports growing up or whatever but i grew up like skateboarding and just like being a degenerate with my friends or get a skate shop the only sport i really played was girls field hockey And then they told me that didn't count, so then I changed my own school. But, uh, <laughs> so then I went away to college. Um, I went away to a school called, uh, Oneonta, which is like a SUNY school, basically a drinking school. Um, <laughs>
0: That's that's kind of fun. I'm I'm actually I'm I'm pushing to go back to school for a history degree uh, here next spring. By the way. Oh, Hell yeah! Any any uh one type in particular? Um, I'm not sure yet. Well, actually, I want to get into teaching because I also train and I coach, which I love. But it you know it's not doesn't pay all my bills. Um, but I love teaching. That's why I got into coaching. And so I was like, well. You know, I love to teach. I also love uh, sign language. Uh, it's not something I speak fluently, but I've had friends that have been interpreters. So I'd like to go back and get a teaching credential and also emphasis in sign um, to obviously serve that community, which I think would also help in coaching and you know, coaching for, you know, um, hearing impaired athletes or anything like that. So that's my. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that would be really cool because um, I'm really dyslexic. I've had learning issues and so if I could go back and, you know, give back to people and perhaps take that perspective and then obviously uh, work-life balance, like, well, you know, as a teacher, you get summers off and I can still train, I can still do competitions that I love to do and, you know, be able to still you know, do, kind of do everything. So, I just, yeah. so that, that's that's why I love history. So I was like, well, let's get a history degree and then get a teacher credential and, you know, focus on sign and, you know, see how I can just integrate those. But yeah, that's, that's really cool, man. Yeah, so sorry to digress. You just said history degree, and I was like, ha, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly, uh, not so much now, but I think, I think history does
1: do a good job of, of forcing you to learn how to uh, think critically. And, you know, it's not like high school it's just like, I remember these dates. It's more like, all right, this happened. Why do you think it happened? And now, now have the evidence to back up your, your idea of why that happened. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Like, that's. Made me think of the world a lot differently,
0: which I think definitely helps with coaching too. It does, and it's like the cultural implications, the empathy that you have to think through, and that is coaching. Like if you're a good coach, I feel, and I feel you do do that very well, which is why I follow you. Is you don't coach at people, you coach to a person to the you know as they need. You know, it's like you will not treat someone yeah. with you know a, I'm like I'm a draft person, so you don't treat like a long legged draft person the same as you do the stocky like rugby player. And, uh, or vice versa, or the, you know, the postpartum mom who's getting back after having kids or, you know, it's like all of them are different and they have different entries of communication. And you have to be able to be empathetic and see that and then change your language and your cueing to, to a reference that they will understand. And I think that's yeah, critical. Math, multifaceted, so it's,
1: so it's history, man. That's a, that's a really good point, actually.
0: Yeah, I think so, because it's, you know, we all have different backgrounds in our, like, we can use, a, like, and it's like, I hear people just use the same cue or same, you know, something, you know, for the same people, and it's just, they don't have the reference. You know, it's, it's like, you can't use basketball references to a hockey player, and you can't use, you know, hockey references to, like, you know, Jenny, the soccer mom, like, she's not gonna, like, she's not gonna, she doesn't care. She doesn't, she like doesn't know them. Um And so I think there's some, there's good coaches use, I think, or find ways to communicate principles and ideas to court, you know, to, to their athlete, you know, according to their, it's like them and their personality and their culture. And I think that's, yeah, I feel you do that whenever you share information or whenever you, you have done something, I always learn and you give it in a way that, I mean, you probably write it in your own voice or how you think about it, but I feel like I, I read it and I interpret it. For me, but I learned, so I still get the, the idea, you know, and, and I, that's kind of what, what always makes me like, see what you're doing or whatnot. i I'm like, okay, hey, cool. Like I want to see what Mike is like posting or I want to, you know, s- see if I can get a tidbit from him. And so I have enjoyed that from you. So yeah. Been that. Um, I actually know one of your, uh, one of your, my buddy, Mark, uh, Mark Perez, he calls you his, his lifting papa. His uh, words. His what? His lifting papa. His, his lifting father. <laughs> that's what he, <laughs> that's how he refers to you. So. He's a man. I'm he a man. is. Dude, I, I, I've I learned so much from him. Um, and also his girlfriend, Cindy, who's great. Like, they, I, I, lo- I got a great cue from them for my bench, which was to uh, pretend like you're, you're, you know, pulling a, a pen cap off of a pen, like horizontally. And then on the way up, try to put it back. So you know, have that split of the bar, and that's like that's the kind of cues that I get from him. He's fantastic, and Cindy, yeah, yeah. So, um, what um, what has been, you know, when you're obviously like you say you small group, you have all these kind of people, you know, what has helped you, I guess shape shape you most into the coach that you are in terms of how you look at lifting and mechanics, and you know. Kind of helping people progress through that.
1: I, I would say having such a, a, a wide base of uh, experience. I wasn't somebody who, like, got right into, like, what I'm doing right now. When I first started, or well, when I first first started, I was during my senior year at college. I took, like, a personal training class, and uh, in that we... You know, we were like teaching assistants of another class, and then you know, I ended up interning at the YMCA, and I was working with uh, children in like a.
0: a... Real quick, do you hear my dog squeaking his toy? I do. I do hear the squeak, and I I, 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 a little bit. No, no, it's okay. It it sounds like a squeaky toy, and it's all right. (laughs) Every podcast I do, he
1: always feels the need to like run up to me with like the toy, so he just always wants to say what's
0: up. He's wants to say what's up. He's awesome. Yeah. It's it's okay. Dogs dogs are better than people, so they can be on the podcast. That's Anybody cool.
1: listening should follow his Instagram. It's the Stokes Boots.
0: <laughs> oh, I um, oh my! I I will do that right after we're done, actually. I will follow all the dog accounts. He's, he's a good-looking pup, man. Oh. Um, yeah, and he likes to
1: sleep. Uh, okay, so I'm sure every fucking dog owner probably says that same exact two lines. Like, he's a good dog. He likes to sleep. Like, yeah, we get
0: probably, um, Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Uh, uh, okay so like uh my experience first starting was with, with like a lot of you know, kids and i worked with uh
1: like the elementary school program there the middle school program uh it was also at the same time with the college kids and then, and then i graduated and then i worked one-on-one with like you know a, a wide run, uh, i think at Equinox it was like a certain type of person trained that you know like finance people and very type A's and, uh, you know, learning how to cue those types of people. And then from there, I went into uh, sports performance and I became the director of strength training at a sports performance place and then it was all athletes. And then I started doing a lot of side for myself and at the same time doing, you know, powerlifting online and then um, working with teams in the area and then focusing only on adults. And it's just been like trying to, you know, learn as much as I can from each population I work with. But then it all blends in together on like, you know, like what might work for, you know, like the type of cues you might tell one person, like, you might meet a totally new type of person and you realize there's some similarities there, even though it doesn't seem like that right at the, the forefront of it, like, you know, a lot of people might have a lot of similarities. So being able to have all those different experiences, uh, has played a huge role in like, you know, seeing how different people move, being able to like just relate
0: Right. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's, I think one of your signatures is it's like, uh, you know, I've, I've seen you post, you know, cues and mechanics and, you know, squats or squat, like no matter how you do it. But I feel like you don't say it in the usual way that you're used to. Um, you know, what is I was going to like one of the things I want to ask you, like, what are the three? Like common cues that you hear a lot that just like make you cringe for like squat, or, you know, ban- let's just say squat, bench, and deadlift for simplicity. But like, what are like some yeah. things that are like like overly common that just make you go? Ugh. <laughs> Here, so this is I'm not going to give you the answer you want. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> and this is, that's okay. Give this me the answer is, I need. Because
1: <laughs> um, I I think the most cringy thing. And no offense to that question, because I think that is a good question, because I do think, um, you know, understanding cues is super important. Um, but I, I think it's like weird when people make fun of other people's cues, because it means nothing. It, like it, it only means so much as the conversation behind that cue that was had between the person giving the cue and the person receiving the cue. No one cue is like, like, I'm never going to say a cue to somebody without first discussing what that cue might mean, right? Right. Does that make sense? Like, if I'm saying, like, okay, say I say, like, hey, you know, like, that was really great. I think we could squeeze your glutes a little bit more at the top, right? And, like, I could say that while they're lifting, but that would be a mouthful, and that would be confusing. And I'm only using this as an example because I see it pop up all the time. Or I could just say, like, hey, hips, you know? I don't really use that cue, but I think that's a fine justification of using it is the coach and the, and, and, the client have had the conversation of, like, well, I'm looking at a fucking a snowman right now. You just say, "Hey,
0: snowman means this," right? Like, remember that. Like, right. and then they say it. Who the, the fuck cares, you know? No. Relative to the conversation had beforehand. Right. Um.
1: So I don't know. I feel. I feel like it's such an interesting thing that people like to attack on other coaches is like, man, they said you know, chest up. It's like, well, I don't know, man. I don't know that fucking person. Maybe they
0: needed that. I don't know. We, we don't know. Maybe, no, I'm I, too, maybe I'm too stupid for that shit, and I'm,
1: like, way too generalist, but I'm, like, I don't know what they talked about.
0: What the fuck the it, what should I say about no, that? No, I no, think, I think you bring up a really good point of, like, what is it that, that they talked about? And you're right. If they talked about something and you make your own little code and you guys have a reference, that's fine. I think where most people will, just as, like, a counter-perspective is that People will give general cues without having that pre-determining conversation of what that cue description will be. Yeah. I think that that yeah, that's it. I think that's where it comes from. Cue. Like I think
1: a good one is you know, or I've heard more recently and I love it is that like you know get somebody to you know bring their shoulders back and down, say on bench. Yeah. You say long neck, right? Like yeah. make your neck really long. Yeah. Right. And by default they then you know like. Put their shoulders back down. Um, But if you just said that to somebody without explaining what that
0: means, they're not even (laughs) know what the fuck you're saying. It's true. It's true. But and I feel I feel like that's where that comes from. I think is that you you see a lot of people they like tell cues at people and whatever, and there hasn't been a a conversation uh, beforehand. They're just you know, it's like you're at a meet and you see these guys and they just like, hey, you know what you should do? You should uh, you know X, Y, and Z, or you, you hear it, but they don't know each other. Like you don't know that lifter. I think that's where it comes from. Or obviously on the internet, people like giving cues and it's like you don't know that person, you don't know their history. And you just so you hear these these overly generalized cues that become like dogma. Uh obviously like knees out, which is like not in the squat, yeah, which okay, is yeah. it's like that, it's like a generalized cue, but it's like, well, maybe that person doesn't need knees out. Maybe they need to, you know, tear the floor apart to you know, it's like but again, you're just you're just saying that because you heard it, and so that's just how you talk about squat. And there's no. Um, yeah, if anything,
1: we yeah. want as little cues as possible, too. It's like. Yes. I, I was. I, it's to point where, like, people watch me coach now, people will shout out. They're like, oh, I know you didn't really say much or, like, say anything to that person when that was happening. Like, yeah,
0: they, they figured it out, man. Like, that's the other thing. Like, yeah. it, the more I'm queuing, the worse of a job of, of being a coach I'm actually doing. You know, like, they should. One, like,
1: when you start with somebody from day one and, like, you're building them up as a people if, if they're a lifter or a, or just an adult training like I'm not giving them super complicated exercises I'm giving them exercises that like I try to give them based off the assessment we did that I have to say as little as possible and they just get it and like yes I'm gonna have to coach it up but like the next block or the next however long down the line it is like the next time I'm giving them a new exercise to progress on that exercise I'm layering it on top I'm not giving them a, a whole nother exercise for the fuck of giving exercises right Like, I'm, like, layering the complexity or just the intensity or whatever. So that like, I should only have to say, like, one thing here and there. And then after that, like, it's pretty autonomous in terms of, like, training sessions. And that's really how, like, we run it at the gym where it's, like, you know, we coach up where we need to. But, like, if you're talking, like, maybe that was the wrong exercise choice, Like, if you have to really explain it, like, there's probably a better exercise that they could have done. They could have mastered more simply. And then it's, like, progress from there.
0: Right. I remember one of the, one of the to like to build on that point one of the best pieces of advice I got from a coach to me about coaching was kind of like what you said that you know people can only retain so much information especially new information. So if you give someone like 3 points of like you know or 3 cues or 3 pieces of advice they're going to probably remember and apply the first one remember the second one but not get around to applying it and they'll forget the third. So it's like yeah. it's like that's kind of like you kind of so you have like you said lay I like what you said about layering it on And as you build a rapport with the person you know like you're building an autonomous being where you just kind of guide them like oh, driving I guess I I, I think it's, it sounds like driving it's like you don't want to be yelling at someone while they're on the road to like do things because eventually they're gonna get frustrated and probably hit somebody so they're gonna fucking crash are you kidding me yeah they every will crash <laughs> time, like every
1: movement they make you're like All now push a little harder on the gas now it's
0: a little bit down now turn your turn like yeah Let them rot, man. yeah yeah I have mean, never taught anybody to drive so I don't know if that's a i analogy I definitely fucked that up too no 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 I, I I, I, have I have taught someone how to drive and I can say that's exactly what it's exactly what you said like the more you're saying the more they're not paying attention to figuring it out and building that that mental like like dialogue you know it's like it's that fine balance um, yeah For that. Um, The next thing I wanted to ask you was what are some, like, I guess, uh, mechanical, you know, body mechanic things that are, that kind of, that you're really, really excited about or kind of blow your mind? Like, one of mine for me was I was working with Mark and he kind of, kind of helped me, like, to pull, you know, like, use my adductors more, both in the squat and in my pole. And, and it was so instead of like thinking of like pulling my knees out I thought about more like pulling actually pulling kind of in you know kind of internally rotating to get the adductors on and the shit blew my mind and it was awesome Uh, what are some of those things that you're you know that you've learned and you've been applying that are just that you're kind of excited about as a you know as a mover and a coach yeah I think a lot of the things coming out of PRI as much as as much as they get I think they you
1: know brought a lot out to light especially like I mean, it's almost like a meme in itself now, like, adductors Dr. core, obliques, all right, <laughs> yeah. know, over and over again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think that's a huge one, especially coming from the powerlifting world where, you know, Westside ruled forever and it was just like super wide squash, super external rotation, uh, super extension on everything. And then it's like, now we're finally understanding, like, eh, probably not the best way, right? Like, we do want to work a little bit more internal rotation. We do want to work a little bit, you know, clutch, you know, at least like, try to get your pelvis <laughs> neutral not dump the shit out of it into like a pelvic tilt yeah um but i think that's a cool one and then even just like you know following dogs and like compound performance like i like the whole idea about like uh retracting the rib cage rather than worrying about protracting the scaps i think that's like a cool one that i've been like playing around with and like you know it's it's with, with the population i'm in like it's really just, like, five minutes in the beginning of the session that's, like, all right, go to the basics of, like, actually, you know, like, strength conditioning. shouldn't say actual strength and conditioning, but, um, you know, like, things like camel breathing and, and getting, uh, explaining that to people in a different way where I used to just think about it as, like, more so, put, uh, I, I guess, like, like I said, scats retracting around but now I'm thinking, like, ribcage retraction, That's been super cool. And then it's, like, how that works on, like, your center of gravity and then plays a role down you know, is in a better position. The hips are in a better position. It's like the the need for more, uh, it's like ankle flexion is lowered, and then you know the ankles seem more mobile. Like just like how that all plays together in a squat. Where like my, probably five years ago I was like, all right, give them some ankle mobility drills, and uh, you know just hope that that fixes everything. But now it's like all right, looking from the center and working our way out. I think has been like a really cool way over the last couple of years at least that i've been like super excited about yeah and i I guess that i've been like still like playing around with and just learning a little bit more
0: about yeah that's uh i that's been a game changer for me is just like like you said that rib rib cage control and that exhale and actually like in my bracing like learning how you know the exhale is more important than just like taking a big gulp of air and, you know, and, and, and I think some people will even like, you know, inhale and then rib flare. It's like they pulled the ribs down and then they do this big inhale and they you know, shrug their chest. And then it's like, then your rib flares and, you know, that went to shit. So, um, but yeah, that's been huge, uh, for me also, which has been, I don't have to do that anymore. I just kind of get a nice forceful exhale, get that rib cage down and own it. And then in just a, honestly, a small little inhale through the nose and good to go, Uh that's been That's actually, awesome. yeah, a, a really good one too That i liked that That's all
1: from Oh uh, fuck what's that Probably past days and, uh, But like Like instead teaching Like huge inhales And like squeezing And bracing It's more just like
0: Just get all the air out It's kind of like The whole is Just get all the air Out of you first Like and really teach How to like exhale Yeah And then
1: just breathe in A little bit And you're already
0: kind of set Yeah I like it, that one yeah. yeah I did too Because it's like You're taking all the slack Even out of your organs If you get all the air out first Slack is out and then you just need just the minimum amount of air to pressurize. And then you braced and that, you know, there you go. You're ready to go as opposed to, yeah, it is. It's really cool. And then I, I was, um, I was in Vegas and Mark was there too. And there's a guy, his name is Ross uh, Petkoff. I don't know if you've ever seen him. He's a 165 powerlifter. power lifter. He's from Bulgaria and he's inhuman. Like it's kind of scary, this guy and we are watching him pull and he's warming up. Uh, his working sets were like seven in the mid sevens, his working set. So we're like seeing him just like work up and I'm sitting there with Mark and, and we're both, we both noticed it probably at like the same time. He's in like the sixes getting to his top set and we see the same thing. He, gets, he pulls sumo, goes to the bar, gets the bar exhales like all the way It's like this long exhale and then we see this little like sniff through his nose and pop there it is and he was like floats oh, six that yeah, floats like 666 off the ground like it was like three plates it was amazing <laughs> and and yeah and then this guy it's just you see it's like you said there's so much dogma you know with powerlifting, with what, and then you start seeing this Come in, and everyone starts getting better mechanics, better breathing, honestly, just more healthy movement overall. And then you start to see that translate to better lifting, and better performance, and better recovery. Like that's really rad. It is really cool to see. And and yeah, I and mean, we were just like, maybe that's that's been the Russian secret all along. All the Soviets just that just exhaled. <laughs> they, they did better than us on that. It was probably
1: steroids, but
0: <laughs> you know what, man. Steroids only do so much for me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've, I watched it. Yeah, it's true. That's a good one. It is. It was a good one. And, and you know, it's, you know, there's a lot of ability to that, but like, I can attest steroids only do so much. <laughs> you still got to do the work. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> you still, you, you still got to train. You can't out train a bad diet or, uh, or anything. Right? Yeah. Or have bad mechanics. Like, I know guys who have been on gear for years, like literally years, and they've taken stuff that could probably kill a bull, and they're still not that strong, like, compared comparatively. Like, yeah, you're strong, and you're kind of big, but then I know, again, I know this like 165, like, five foot five Bulgarian guy who pulls in the 700s, and you don't, so... Oh,
1: dude, the funniest shit, when we used to, to you know, it, right?
0: Yes. Oh, not personally, but, oh uh, so, like, Yes.
1: Okay, red And, like, we used to train out at the gym, uh, out east on Long Island, hybrid. Awesome gym, like, oh, it was super cool, everybody in there was super cool, everybody also was very open about, you know, their steroids and stuff. But it was the same thing, it was, like, it's a super west side still, and, like, Matt would be going in there, and, like, buy like, if you put two or two, like, two people next to each other, like, Matt and any one of the other guys, like, Matt's like a
0: fifth of the size of them. Or, like, I shouldn't say that because Bill Katz my already shit on him when you're at World. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Matt's a good, you know, sturdy, uh, pretty jacked dude. But,
1: like, you put him next to, like, these 400 pound, you know, juiced up dudes. It's like, you know, you would assume that the other guys left way more than him. And Matt's walking in there just squatting, like, five, whatever, yeah. you know, pulling, like, six. And it's just like, dude, why, like, these dudes who are on, it's like, you're not looking at this and wondering like, wow, there must be something there. Yeah. Instead, they're just like, you know, just shitting on us for wanting to go nine for nine instead of just, I mean, <laughs> yeah, know, like every time.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's true, man. It's, it's a different, it's a different mindset and, and it's like, they don't even see that big picture. It's like, it's like, you know, you don't have to destroy yourself to do well. Like, I know that blow your mind, but, you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> you can get stronger without killing yourself, and you can still walk tomorrow. Like, it's okay. And, like, do, yeah, yeah, do, do both at least. But, no, yeah. Got choose one. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah, you can You can do both. You can go hard, but go hard, and, you know, intelligently, and, like, you can squat more efficiently. You can, uh, you know, it's like – and just th- those little things of – Um, even even I had a a buddy of mine who is a very strong leg lifter. Like he he squats in the sixes. And he was training the other day, and he's like, Ah man, I'm working bellless right now and I hate it, and my my fucking my back is just taking a beating. He was doing box squats. He's like, and I just can't figure out what it was. And he's like showing me the video. And I I felt really proud of myself because I caught it. He when he would go down and descend into a squat, his butt would pop out, so his pelvis would leave his neutral. He would set neutral, he'd brace, and then instead of hinging, he would just pop his butt back, and which is obviously like, uh, like a lot of times a very beginner mistake. But he's a high level lifter, but you know everyone makes beginner mistakes at some point. It's like I was like, oh hey man, you're just you're losing your brace. Like you're, you're you have the neutral, and then you're just you're popping your butt back instead of hinging back as you would descend. And he's like, oh shit. And we like looked it, and he did. He was just butt popping the whole time, and he fixed it. And he was like, "Well, that was that felt better." And so it was cool. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's like something that simple, where it's like no matter how strong you get, everything like you still need basics, and you still even need to be reminded of like these, you know, these principles of just being efficient, or like you were saying, ribs down, keeping neutral as much as you can, a form of neutrality, and and yeah, it's and. Then, and sometimes they're just like, uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And I'm obviously smaller than he is and I don't lift as much as he is as he does or his experience. But I'm like, I, I know that, like, I know what I'm seeing, like, you know, and, uh, but it, it, but it was cool. He listened and he was like humble about it, which was really nice. And he like tried it and he was like, Hey, that worked. Thanks. I felt I So I Yeah. I felt good about myself. I was like, cool. Like I'm glad I could, I could help somebody. Who can, you know, practically squat my total um, At that point <laughs> um, Yeah man, what are Like some, you know, future things That you have going on for yourself Or for the gym um, That, you know any Anything fun and exciting uh, I would love to hear yeah. about it
1: I mean Likewise, we just went through a fun, um, In October We opened up the new spot so I was stoked up until now has really been, like, me renting out of random other gyms and, like, growing the membership there. So I was renting room out of a closet, like, a thousand square feet. in October we finally opened up our home location, so that's been pretty tight. And now it's just, like, keep pushing um, and growing that as much as possible. And then also in October, my... Uh, well, I proposed to my girlfriend, who is now my fiance, and then we bought a house. So that was fucking
0: bullshit. Here, those are looking big. To
1: the, uh, the wedding.
0: That's big life PRs. Congratulations. Yeah, consolidated all that shit for one month. That's done so. that's, a, so that's a that's a big month. That's a big month. <laughs> now, uh, yeah,
1: every other month now has been like
0: pretty relaxed compared to that, thankfully. Yeah. But uh, looking forward to our wedding. Obviously, that's gonna be a, a, a um, you got a date and
1: then uh yeah eleven twenty-one of next year
0: oh awesome so like you got a good year then yeah, yeah you got a you got a good year away cool it's planned yeah and then uh i mean in terms of like work and stuff uh i started filming and
1: hopefully we'll be releasing in january february um i'll trying to get into the youtube game i just think it's like a better medium in terms of like i'm just of like the Instagram conversations that like you can only really get so far and like you're really not, I don't want to say you're not teaching, but like if you're learning something, you probably already started learning it elsewhere. And now like you're learning it through Instagram because it's really hard to like absorb a huge uh, quantity of information in one sitting in Instagram. And there's no medium to really post
0: too much or in depth. So I am trying to get on YouTube and start, um, this thing called stoke sessions where we're filming like the sessions i have with
1: like so i get to train a of cool bit like at, at different people like anywhere from like pro skateboarders pro surfers uh you know uh just like tattoo artists who are fucking sick like you know just all these different types of people that like each one of them like i want to show just how much like training is the same but at the same time like the nuances in between it because i think there's some misconception about like how different or how similar our training should be. And then just break down my reasons why I program what I program. And then also it acts as part of an interview too. So like right now we just have one like pilot episode that we were working on, um, to get the formatting down and then we're going to go in on filming. So that's going to be like, I'm really excited about that. And then what started out that joke, uh, Stoked Broken Lazy. I've been like writing more so of a framework for, uh, my members in the gym, just like to give them an idea of like nutrition I'm not, a, I'm not a dietitian, and I don't want to play one, so I'm kind of, like, trying to stay in uh, my lane as possible and just give them, like, really good guidelines and then, you know, work that up to a point where, like, if somebody did need more, I have my, you know, uh, referral date that I like to refer people out to. But just some sort of, like, idea of what to do, but then that started going into more, like, a, a book. So kind of like writing out, like, a little book called Stoked and Lazy, and it's just, like, a, a framework for eating. When uh, when you don't want to spend a lot of money or do anything,
0: there's
1: um, yeah. <laughs> like two big projects that I'm like focusing on right now. But the gym's it's number one, man. I mean, we moved in there in October, since October. So this last quarter, we've added 20 members there, and it's all small group personal training. Um, so I'm trying to get to we're at 40 right now. So my goal is by the end of next year to be at 80 and, and be pretty settled in that. Uh, i just go from there that's
0: really it that's some big stuff though man i i'm really excited about those projects like those sound cool i would love to watch that like that series and like like they said look at all your clients and how you like you said like the similarities yet the differences and why uh you know for someone who loves to i i love programming i love coaching and programming i think it's fascinating and i i would nerd out hard on that and so i look forward to that i I think that's deciding and then the that book sounds awesome. Like you said, it's like a, a cool guideline. Like a, just of like, you know, here's where you're at and and like you said, not you know, you know, still staying in your lane and not trying to be like a, a dietitian or anything, but yet being somebody anecdotal, like, you know, just like here's ideas and framework and like you said, I I think yeah, that yeah. I, I think there's a lot that we
1: can say, you know, and like I always felt really bad getting into that conversation, but at the end of the day, like, when people are signing up to my gym, like, they want to know some of these things, and I shouldn't have to, the same way, like, I think it's bullshit that, like, when people are like, if somebody feels pain, refer them out immediately. If that was the case, nobody would have any fucking clients, let's be real. Yeah. Like, the conversation should be like, we'll determine how much the pain is, determine if we still low, determine if it's like chronic, determine if it's, you know, uh, if they're, they're shaking that risk, like, things like that, you know? But the same thing with, like, food, like, look, I get it, like, if somebody needs, like, in-depth, I'm never giving people macros. I'm not giving them meal plans, it's more like, oh, do you know you should eat protein? Here's food that has protein in it, you know, like, when you're going to the grocery store, here's some easy things you can pick out. When you're on the run, uh, and you need to stop at 7-11, here's my favorite list of things to grab, you know, and it just gives them, like, a better idea, rather than, say, like, either, yeah, you gotta just go to a uh, uh, restaurant, so I'm not allowed to do that, or, you know, on the other side of that, like, here's a our super in-depth macro plan and, you know, plan that I'm not really supposed to be giving you,
0: you know? Yeah. And I think that that's, I don't know, I think that's really what people want at the end of the day. Like, I, I mean, macro plans and all that is great. You know, obviously you would go to someone, but sometimes people just want just a more person to person, like common sense, like give, give me a references. Again, I think, I think references are important for people, you know, it's. What are some good, you know, again, if I'm at 7 Eleven, what can I grab? Like, just little things like that. And the more references and things that people are exposed to, the better decisions they can make autonom- you know, autonomously on their own. Um, yeah. And like you said earlier about you know, having people work through and not just like queuing them constantly or just flooding their brain, allowing some independent thought to flow is important. And. Yeah, I think that-
1: too, it's just like create as much independence as possible with them, like, that
0: they can be on their own. I, and I and I feel like that's lost. I feel like some trainers honestly try to create a dependency because they think it's job security. When actually, if you create it, I think anyway, if you create an independent person, you teach them, you educate them, then you actually create it. You'll create more job security because yeah, maybe they can they think, think for themselves and they're learning things that they end up not maybe per se ever needing like needing you. But they, they want, they want, they, like, they're like, I want to stay with you because you help facilitate my learning. Like, you know, it's oh, like, total, yeah. yeah, the less they need you, the yeah. more they want to uh, be there. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say the less they need you, the more they want to be there. Like that's oddly enough. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's it would have gotten a cheaper to be, right? It's like, yes who try to just confuse everybody, it's clear they're scared and they're insecure. Um, because they do think that, like, oh, well, if they if they think they know what they're doing, like, they're going to leave, which, like, honestly, too, though, like, that might be the case, and that's not the worst thing. You just did your job. You, somebody needed, like, help getting on the right path. You gave them that help, and now, like, they're on their own, which, like, cool, they might not train with you anymore, but I'm sure they're going to refer a fuck ton of people to you the next time that conversation is, like, oh, I've been... I'm in the market for a trainer or, like, I'm not sure what to do with my workout. Like, they're immediately going to refer you because of that. And, like you said, they might actually just stay with you instead. Like, part of what I think is cool about building, like, a small group personal training uh, facility that's, you know, it's not just, like, here's the training. Like, there is a community aspect, which, like, as much as I don't agree with what CrossFit does uh, with general population, like, I do think they hit the nail on the head when it came to community. and that kind of stuff like orange theory things like that I think they all crush it Um, and it's like at that point it's not like our gym isn't a place that you just go for training it's it's a clubhouse that just happens to revolve around training and there's more to it that, that people do want to stay there and hang out even if they feel like They made, you know, an an immense amount of progress on training and
0: have a good handle on it. Right. I I really like how you said that. I think that was probably one of the best synopses of it's a clubhouse that happens to revolve around training or fitness, but it's the community. I think that's a a really good uh, wording of of that culture. Because I agree. I I agree Uh, with what you said. I agree with, like you said, Orange Theory and CrossFit. Yeah, that's what they crush. People like go to the gym and like hang out and like play video games. You know, like I've gone yeah. like you know, dropped in at CrossFit gyms that says you know what's there and they'll let me work out there, and they'll have like a space you know on the other side of the box and their people are playing Xbox on the couch and they're just like hanging out and they like they had worked out like two hours ago, yeah exactly or you know or it's the end of the night and they all have like beers together or something, yeah, you know it's just it's and there is and I think that that also helps with progress like when you have a clubhouse that revolves around training you you create a support system and. People look forward to lifting with their friends, and uh, you know, knowing that you got people in your corner, all that, all that positivity. Like you said, but you know, scarcity versus abundance like helps people progress and learn, and it's it's cool. Like that's that's what you aim for. I think when you make a gym, oh yeah, Even, you know, eventually. A um, cool man. Well, I know you're kind of getting close to the time, but I I would really like um, you know maybe kind of, you know, obviously you've said a lot of really great stuff. Maybe leave everyone with like maybe a couple, um, things that like, if you were going to talk to someone that you would really want them to like learn or take away or try, whether it's a, you know, maybe not a cue, but, uh, I guess like a little, little tidbits from Mike that they should try that you would like to see people, you know, try in their training or in implement, uh, and kind of share that with people listening. And, you know, please, please do whatever you want, like whatever something that you've been working with or anything like just anything like that. All right. Yeah. Um, I think whatever problems
1: you're going through, somebody else has faith. And the best thing you can do for yourself is just ask questions and search for that answer because I can't imagine anything that you're going through right now. Somebody else hasn't already went through and has overcame and, like, just don't be scared to reach out to somebody, message them. Whether that's training, life, stress, whatever, man. You know, like, people's lives are more similar than you think. So look for help. Look for the helpers, as uh, Mr. Hunter says. And yeah. uh, get some answers for yourself because, you know, there's a, there's a path there for you. And you might not be able to see it now, but it's there. You've got to find
0: it and then attack. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a great piece of advice. And um, and so I know everyone, you have your account, the Stoke Brogi on Instagram, and Stoked Athletics for the gym. Uh, what What about the – have the YouTube been created yet, or is that still in the works? Uh, I mean, there's, there's a Stoke
1: Athletics YouTube, which is just where we would put like our online training videos on. I'm not sure if I'm going to put it on there or if I'm going to make a Stoke Brogi YouTube, but uh, yeah, those are fine, man.
0: That's cool. Awesome, And, and you do online training, too and and so obviously they could probably just like email or get in touch with you like through the Instagram and stuff well,
1: yeah the website stokedatbikes.com um I'm not really uh I don't have any like opening for can my training right now maybe down the line like in a couple of months I will but uh as of right now the main focus like I gotta keep the goal.
0: Yeah, that's a, it's a good, that's a good spot to be in. I think that's, you know, to be, you know, like you say, the goal is a goal and be able to keep it. And, you know, I'm really happy to hear that it's doing well. And, I mean, I did remember thanks, seeing man. you guys move. And, um, yeah, it's really cool to hear that it's taking off. And I'm excited for all the projects. Uh, I Like you said, yeah, I, I, I appreciate you, know. you having me on here, man. All right, thanks, thanks, but, thanks for coming I got, on. I got really
1: hyped
0: at the end there. <laughs> I'm getting into it. Awesome. I'm a huge rant. <laughs> I I I know. If you have more time, hey, you can come on any time and rant. If you just like want to rant about something, or whatever you want, and be like, you know, Mike. Mike has something he wants to rant about. Let's please have, please do that. Oh, I we can. Here's a, that go ahead. Like something that's
1: half
0: joking. Yes. It started as a joke, but now I'm like I'm social experimenting it. So my big plug for all, all the podcasts that I'm gonna I'm trying to go on a podcast tour. And just keep plugging this and just see what happens. Is that if you want a 10-minute phone call with me, oh, fuck, I forgot if it was 10000
1: or $20,000. I will pay 10000 You get the discount. If you want a 10-minute phone call with me, it could be about anything in the world. You just have to pay me $10,000. dollars Or you can message me and it's free. That's too. But I said that as a joke on another podcast. And then they thought I was being serious. So then I was like, some dude somewhere is going to take me up on that and I'm going to
0: go on vacation. Hey, Amen, I, I hope for that So so that's it, it It's 10 minute phone call with, with Mike For $10,000 The Stoke It's you, not going to be good either No, that's my guarantee But Amen. Hey, man, you're going to be careful Because someone's going to take that up on you And he's going to be like I, I'm saying he, just kinda, it's completely just like a default I'm assuming he is going to be like He's going to get on the phone He's going to pay you that 10 grand And be like, what are you wearing Mike? I will tell him everything and then he'll be like, you, you, dollar, you want to hear Give me $10,000. <laughs> 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 that's the
1: privileged thing to say as a dude. I got to, I got to admit that. If I was out the I would totally understand probably that that's like a harder, you know, thing to try to do or feel comfortable doing. I am 100% recognizing my privilege as a man that I will tell them what I'm wearing. And
0: yeah, you take that $10,000. Yep. $10, in that case, in that
1: case, if that's the case, I'll donate that to, a, to something better than going on vacation.
0: I mean, I mean if you do the work and you tell him what you're wearing, what you're not wearing and uh, you you the guy pays and you tell him what you want to hear, I feel like that's your money and you should go on vacation. So I support that. I fully support that. I mean do, do your thing <laughs> your, your, I'm sorry, what is your fiance's name? Chelsea, Chelsea. So, so like, so where are we going on honeymoon? Oh, we're going to Hawaii. And how did you pay for this? I did a phone call. Let's just leave it at that. And uh, I love you. And we are newlyweds. <laughs> just okay. never, never say the word Phil to me again. Just never, never utter that name to me. I don't want to, I don't want to relate that. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, yeah. but, uh, but Mike, again, thanks for coming on. Um, like I said, thanks for all the stuff you've shared. Like I said, I have learned a lot over the years, and it's been great to talk to you. I look forward to hopefully maybe meeting and training with you sometime. And uh, yeah, please come back on anytime, and Thank I you will. Come you to New York anytime. I'd love to. I have family in New York, and it's been years since I've been there. And I, I just, I just want an excuse. Like someone give me an excuse to come. I will. I'll be there so fast. You're more than to i we'll go to ever come. will. Oh, I would, I would love that. I know Sean's there too, Mr. Noriega. I would love to go and he, he's been on my show too, and we had a great time. And so, like, yeah, I would I would love to come and train and hang out with you all. I haven't been to New York since I was like fourteen or fifteen, so it's been a, it's been a hot minute. And oh, damn. yeah, yeah you're overdue, way overdue for for some New York time. So I would love to. And you know, vice versa, if you are come to California, you you got a got a place to come come and crash. Where in Cali are you? I live in Ventura, which is about 60 miles north of LA and about, you know, 40 miles north of Malibu. It's on the, like, right on the beach. I, I live, like, five minutes from the beach. dude, I'm so stupid. I went to Cali, I don't know, I actually saw Mark that, like, two years ago. Uh-huh. Two years ago, I was
1: coaching somebody at the California state.
0: Oh, no! Nice. Where was
1: that? Uh, uh, Long Beach? Oh, Something like that, or Laguna.
0: Laguna, Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty close to me. Yeah. Okay, so I'll
1: try, I'll try something like that. I'm like, oh, dude, like, I know somebody from Cali. They live over there. Like, can we make a trip? And they're like, dude, that's, like, five hours away. And, I, and like, it didn't hit me, like, just how fucking big California actually is. So I'm just thinking, you know, like...
0: East Coast I mean, terms. Like, you
1: drive nine hours and still be in California. Yeah,
0: it's true. I know. East Coast terms, like, you can drive three hours and go through three different states. But, yeah, here it's... it's so crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. No, I, I live really close to... M- Mark is... About two-hour drive with traffic from me. Like he's come up here and I've gone down there, and we've trained together. So like we, we live pretty close. Honestly, it's really not bad. Uh, okay. Yeah, so we're, we're pretty okay. close together. Yeah, Ventura is a cute. It's a cool little beach town. So if you're a, if you uh, you like to skate and you like to surf, this is uh, this is the town. <laughs> so. Yeah, like I said, anytime and um, yeah, anytime you have anything going on, you want me to push like on the show. Like, I don't have a huge like following on my show, but I will gladly promote and push whatever you guys got going on. So, I'm gonna show out and start selling CBD
1: uh, Push that on your show. Is that
0: cool. Oh, I mean, if it's as it's the Stokes Brody CBD, and you have to put your dog's face on the bottle, that's the only way I'll do it.
1: I, could, I wish I
0: could show you what he looks like right now. He is fucking lounging. He, oh, I have se- I've seen your dog like, on your story. I haven't seen his Instagram yet. I'm going to follow that. But he's adorable as fuck. and am sending you a picture right now. I'll do it. I'm on 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 it. I want it. I want it. I'll do right, it right after the call. So okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Fair, fair, fair. All right, man. Mike, thank you so much. I look forward to everything. And please continue to do your thing. I, I love it. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon, man. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much again. Always. All right. Bye-bye, man. Peace. All right, guys. That was Mr. Michael, the Stoke Brody himself of Stoke Athletics in New York. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you. Hope you guys learned something. Like I said, he, in my opinion, is one of the sharpest and kind of brightest minds in, in kind of in the industry just of fitness and lifting, not just even powerlifting. And if you don't already follow him, please do. Follow his dog. I think that's important, also. And yeah, so thank you guys for tuning in. As always, thank you to our sponsors, Viking Performance, and uh, thank you all the listeners. Uh, thank you for your support, and uh, obviously me and the meat. And yeah, I'm just, I'm very grateful for everything, guys. So until next time, I'm Nicholas, and this is Nerds 2 Live Podcast. <laughs> oh, 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 oh,
1: oh, 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 oh